My name is Naral Chokchedan. I'm a microbiologist. I studied microbiology and molecular biotechnology at university. And now I'm a research scientist. And my project of investigation or my research project is looking at how we can use honey as a medicine. I guess I didn't really know what science was, so I'm the first person in my family to have an interest in science and to go to university. Uh, my dad was a builder by trade, my mum was a seamstress, so it was very labour-intensive type work. And when I was talking with them at home, and I do remember at a young age when I was first exposed to science, and I'd come home and, you know, we spoke Turkish at home a lot, and I didn't know what the word for science was, so I could never really explain to my parents what I liked, but it was more, I just love figuring out how things work, and especially things about the body and disease and things like that were super fascinating and how do we get sick and how do we prevent getting sick and how do we fix it once you are sick. So I guess I've always been interested in that and my parents sort of thought, oh, it probably means you want to be a doctor, but I don't actually like touching people or, you know, that the sick bit of it, I'm not that interested in. It's more figuring out how things work and how things happen. During my undergrad degree... I didn't really see that there were there was an inequity, so my degree was always pretty balanced with males and females. Uh, in high school, I did do all three sciences, so I did biology, chemistry and physics. Biology was pretty split, half and half. Chemistry and physics was more male-dominated, and we had male teachers, and they did sort of, especially in physics, I did sort of get discouraged from doing that because it was a, a hard science for males, so I think... I didn't enjoy physics as much as I thought I would, but I, I do now wonder if that was just the way that I interacted with the teacher and the way that the teacher expressed that it was a male science. But like I said, I do honey research and I have to work with beekeepers all the time. It's a, it's a huge part of my job. And beekeeping is a very heavily male-dominated industry. So I have had some, um, I guess, resistance or pushback from beekeepers about having to prove my knowledge or prove myself as being worthy of being listened to. Um, I can think of specific examples sometimes. So I was invited to a conference, a beekeeping industry conference one, one year, and all of the correspondence was via email. And my name doesn't really give away what my gender is. And when I use my title of doctor, it's even harder to tell whether I'm male or female. So all of this correspondence for months was over email. I got to the conference uh, and I was with actually a male colleague who was a PhD student who had just started. And immediately they went to the male colleague, Dr. Chokchedan, so nice to meet you. You know, so glad to have you here. And he sort of looked at me and he's like, that's not me. And they just assumed that I was his partner or I was a student or his, you know, assistant or whatever. And they turned around to me and they were like, oh, so sorry. We were expecting somebody different, like, obviously. Um, and... A lot of, like, I did my presentation and the student that I was with did his presentation and a lot of the questions were aimed to the student because he was a male and they responded better to that. Um, yeah, it was it was a shock and it's happened more than one time at, in that kind of industry. I guess you just prove that you do deserve to be there and after a while they get used to it and they're like, oh, what you're saying is true and you are the expert in this field. You know, I've been doing it for 10 years so I do know a little bit about what I research, but it was it is a tough barrier to push. You don't realise it's there until you're faced with it. You know, there have been times where I'm the only female at a an annual conference and there are 350 members and they're all male and an older generation who does who do think that women should have more traditional roles. 
one of the things that I really like is that the science I do, I can talk to about people. Everybody knows they've got a jar of honey in their pantry and to figure out all this, you know, scientific use for it and this medical use for it, it's really fascinating to people. So I really do get out and try and talk about my research as much as I can. And it'll be to general public, you know, if I can go to schools and talk to school students. And I find it always really inspiring when a young girl comes up to me and says, that's what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be a scientist. And I think absolutely we should be encouraging that because if you're capable of doing research, I think it's such a rewarding job. If you love figuring out that complex problem, it's such a rewarding job. And if we can get more women in science, we'll be better for it. University of Technology Sydney has adopted the Athena Swan principles to promote diversity and gender equity in the workplace. Sharing the stories of our female staff members' achievements is part of our commitment to understand their perspectives and enrich our community. 